Hello and welcome. This is Background Screening Tips and Tech with Joe Berlin and me, Tim Santoni. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, if you've tuned in before, uh, you probably know that we're now live on Apple Podcasts and wherever you download your podcasts. We're also available if you want to watch or listen on YouTube. Joe, a welcome. How are things in Ohio? Things are good, man. Fall season is my favorite time of year. I think I've said that a couple of times, but uh, this past weekend got to have a clam bake. So that's traditional East Coast uh, friends and family kind of fun before we go into the winter. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Seasons are turning. It's allergy season. Hopefully the uh, the uh, fires will stop out here in California and we'll get down to having some rain and uh, get back to some normalcy as, as we progress, as we close out this year. So um, today, I think we want to talk a little bit about a, a topic that's getting a lot more attention, that's social media uh, and social media screening in the background screening world, which just in the past, Joe and I, we were talking about a little bit, just has a lot of hair on it in terms of from a compliance and implementation and from an overall just, it's one of those things where it's difficult to manage. And I think the complexities of it have been something that has been a deterrent. Um, but since recent riots and all these different things that are going on, I think that some companies can't afford not to. And so now that uh, HR professionals are looking at social media background screening as part of their overall screening um, processes, we want to talk a little bit about it. So Joe, what's been your experience as you've talked to HR professionals about it and, and what's there been their you know, take on it? Yeah. I mean, 2007, 2008, it was pretty much unheard of. Um, it's one of those things that I know I've talked with a lot of HR professionals and they're doing it, but they, they don't admit that they're doing it right. Because there's a lot of regulations in regards to the FCRA and uh, the EEOC. And I think that they're, that's what kind of puts it in that gray area. Um, you know, people can take on all kinds of identities online. Is that their real identity? Is that who they are? Are they just portraying a character? Are they just, you know, pretending to be something they're not? Um, and, and I think in those early years, that was one of the, the really kind of first concerns. I think now, though, you brought it up, right? We live in this age where, there's a couple things going on in 2020, just a few, right? Um, but with the riots and things of that nature, but you also have, you know, employees that are working remote and they're working. So what are they doing on company time? Right? Are they on Facebook and they're, and they're posting racist rhetoric or are they, um, you know, posting anything, quite frankly, from either side uh, during work hour? I mean, you know, it's something I think that needs companies definitely need to take into consideration and protect yeah, definitely. Times have changed. And I think that HR professionals are now admitting that they maybe they're becoming more aware of the fact that they've been doing social media screening on their own in an uncompliant fashion. And I think now that uh, it's difficult, right? It's it's one of those things where I think the biggest challenge is, is that if we find Joe Berlin or Tim Santoni on Facebook, how do we verify that it is in fact you or I? It's not someone that's creating an imposter account or someone that's trying to negatively impact our image online. Um, verifying that. So there are, there are some great technologies out there to try and verify that. And I think that's the key is trying to report information that's actionable and that is verified to the degree that it's possible. Um, and that's done through a variety of, you know, uh, matching on names and dates of birth and things like that. But I think more importantly, I think that there's, there's a few areas to focus in on. And I think that, you know, the hostility in the workplace, safety of employees, you know, ne negligent hiring, are going to hire somebody knowing that they had been part of a movement or a criminal activity that's been posted on social media. It's kind of blatant things that would come across that are just fairly obvious. Um, and there's a risk of bad publicity as we talk about in today's times. But I think that the, the bigger issue is, is that the people always ask this question, which is, well, if Joe's account is private, 
you know, can we ask him for his passwords? Can we get access to that information? And I think the overwhelming answer is no. Right. I mean, Joe's shaking his head. So, I mean, but I think that that's what, when they think they're going to a third party provider, a partner who's screening and has technology that they may have some hooks into these platforms or have some resources that give you access to private information. And that's just not the case. Yeah. And Joe, I'm Joe shaking his head. So what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. 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 I, I, it always amazes me when people say, Oh, can I ask them for their private, you know, their passwords so I can log into their account? No, absolutely not. Just not an area that you want to go. Um, I think as a hiring manager or as a company policy at all, whatsoever, right. Um, so no, I mean, you covered those high level areas, right. And, and I think one of the ones that's probably not even thought about, but I think is important is the online, you know, employee bullying. Right? How how are your employees interacting with each other? And you know, being HR, you can be very you know informed about how employees, departments, individuals are treating each other. They're outside of work during work hours while they're working remote. Um, but either way, it gives you a glimpse into the the atmosphere of your company, right? And to you know the work dynamic. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the biggest thing, whether it's current employees or in their previous employment relationships that, you know, is there demonstrations of racism and intolerance that they've been outwardly, you know, demonstrating and have been posting about, right? That's super important to know how they may react in, in the workplace where they're going to be, you know, onboarded and hired. Um, any potential illegal activity, if they make reference to the fact that they were incarcerated or they've done something illegal, that, that just is an indicator of of something that could be out there. In certain industries, that's super, super important. You know, potentially violent contact. We talk about hostility in the workplace and a lot of workplace-related violence, and that's something that's on the the minds of a lot of employers and businesses. Um, and any kind of sexually explicit stuff or things that would would obviously reflect poorly on the individual and the company. But I, I, you know, I think that it's something that people are going to need. When I say people, HR people and businesses are going to need to take a look at going forward, and they need to feel comfortable in the sense that there's a FCRA compliant, the Fair Credit Reporting Act or state compliance piece that's built into there. And I think it's much safer to outsource that than it is to have managers have this idea that they're going to look on social media and make decisions, but not documented or, or, you know, not say anything. Um, so going forward, having a documented policy around that. And obviously maybe even one suggestion is, you know, let the people know, look, we have a, a policy around social media, just like we have policies around, uh, drug testing, substance abuse, and other things. And we kind of, you know, that, and we're, and let them know. And, and that may, they may select out or they may say, you know, uh, it just lays the groundwork for what be expected of the employee in the future. And I think it speaks volumes to the current employees that you're going to take efforts to mitigate um, risk and, you know, potential violence and hostile situations that don't need to come about by looking deeper when you're looking at screening employees, executives, you know, partners, and, you know, as part of your background screening process. Yeah, you you brought up a really good point there, right? About outsourcing it. So going back to kind of what I said, right? In in 2007, 2008, there was a lot of people doing it, but they were kind of in the shadows doing it, not talking about it a lot. Um, somewhere of upwards of like 72% of all employers are looking at social. And here's the thing, the majority of them are doing it themselves, like you mentioned, right? Um, but I think that's dangerous. Um, and just like a criminal background search, Part of the reason that employers outsource that or most employers outsource that is so that the, the their partner can kind of protect them from information that's not reportable, right? We handle that risk. We handle those liabilities. And I think that's true now more so than ever for social media, right? You can go on somebody's Facebook and you're going to find a ton of 
information. And, you know, it's probably just a good idea to place a shield between yourself and that information so that you're not muddying the water, right? Because we don't want to be making hiring decisions based on somebody's political view per se, right? I mean, they may lean a certain way and that may be opposite of where you lean. You don't want to use that as a hiring decision. And so give yourself a shield so that, you know, a professional can look at it and determine for you, is this individual a risk to my brand, to my other employees, to the public at large, um, and, and just allow them to provide that data. Yeah, that brings up a good point, and which is a quote that I reflect on, which is you can't unsee it, right? Once you see that as a as a hiring professional, as a manager, it can't be unseen. And I think that by outsourcing it, no matter what partner you utilize, there's things that they're going to remove that allow you to view what you need to see. So they're going to remove religious affiliations, cultural biases, age, uh, you know, any kind of uh, however someone's you know identifying whether it's male, female, transgender, whatever else. And then you can make a decision based on the actual facts of the post, not based on those things that create unfair hiring practices and other risks and, and, and situations. And, and let's be honest, like th- there's so much information out there, but getting your arms around it in a compliant and effective way. And also the cost associated with that. If you have three or four or five executives doing their own kind of DIY background checks on social media, how much time is, is that is that is being spent? And then what are you going to do with that data? So, um, some great points. I think that this is something that's going to evolve over time. And I would just, as a guidance, utilize a partner that's implementing FCRA compliance around background checks. Don't go with a, a, a you know, an open source intelligence expert or a background researcher or a private investigator who doesn't understand the complexities around the FCRA and the parameters. Utilize a service that has FCRA compliance built in, and then you're going to be well on your way to, do, to doing it in a compliant manner. All right. Well, thanks all for tuning in. Again, you can pick us up on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. We will be available on Amazon very soon, or if we aren't already. Um, also, check us out on YouTube if you want to see our f- beautiful faces as we discuss these, these awesome topics. Um, stay tuned as in the future weeks, we will be interviewing some folks from uh, you know pretty sophisticated industry professionals in the nonprofit world. Um, people that are background screening world. And we're also going to do some product reviews. So please stay tuned. And we look forward to connecting with you. Um, Tune in in future episodes. And thank you again for watching. We appreciate it. Thanks, everyone.